Well, what a magnificent construction. And we were sort of thinking about using this wall as a metaphor of the church and there's a few things kind of falling off around some of the edges and things get a bit shabby in a couple of places, but that's okay. Hey, who's enjoyed building the wall here this morning? Well done and well done everybody who's participated with us and well done to our master builders today. What a job they've done constructing this great big uh, illustration in a way of what the church is like. I want to just take a few moments to talk to you this morning about uh, Lego because when I was about six or seven or maybe even younger than that, I was given my first Lego. It's not like the Lego that you get nowadays with all sorts of fancy shapes and all sorts of interesting colours. It was very plain and very ordinary and I'm going to show you some photos this morning but you have to promise that you won't laugh right? You just did. <laughs> because You didn't promise. <laughs> okay. Because I'm going to show you a house uh, that uh, it was built in the style of the building of the house that I would have built when I was about six or seven. But there's a reason that I want to do that. Because in some ways, what we've done this morning illustrates the work that God is doing, building His church. And it starts with uh, this first picture up here. Let me just see if I can get this to throw up there. There we go. A few Lego pieces. You see, when you start building with Lego, uh, if you're going to build something, you need to start with a vision. Nowadays, you can get a box of Lego and it comes with instructions, right? which walks you through every step that you need to go through. It's been tested, it's been made... They make sure that the instructions are clear so that you can build the exact model that you see on the front of the box. But back in the day, I had just a few basic bricks and when we were starting to build something, we had to start with a vision. You'd sit there and think, what am I going to build today? I'm going to build a house. So you'd collect together a few bits and pieces and that reminds me of a passage here from 1 Peter that I've spoken about a little bit recently. In fact, uh, there's an element of this passage that we spoke about last week. 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9 to 10, which says, You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. That's God's vision for the church. And God started with a vision for the church. He has a vision uh, to gather together a chosen people. That's a great encouragement to us. You've been chosen by God. Last week, I made the point when we were looking at um, the story from creation that we've been given a royal task. You are a royal priesthood in addition to acting as royalty overseeing creation. You are a royal priesthood. Do you know what a priest does? A priest is actually kind of like a, a mediator or a, a conduit of the message from God to the people and backwards and forwards. We don't have priests in our tradition because every one of us are priests. We are able to explain to other people what God is like. We're able to share the love of God with others. We do that kind of a work. We are a royal priesthood. God calls us to be a holy nation, a people set apart a people belonging to God, that we may declare the praises and we've just been doing that in, uh, in song that we've been singing this morning, declare the praises of Him who's called us out of darkness into His wonderful light. 
Uh, that's God's vision for the church. God started with a vision for the church. So when I was building with my Lego, I'd start with a vision. Then I would go on to the foundation. Now, I don't know why it was, but every time I built a house out of my Lego, I'd always start with black bricks. All right? I didn't have very many black bricks, just enough to lay the foundation. And I think possibly because the foundation of the house that we lived in was made with dark bricks. They weren't black, but they were dark brown and then they're sort of red bricks on top of that. So as a kid, I thought that must be how foundations work, right? And so I laid a foundation and that basically lays out the shape of what the church was going... Not the church, what the house (laughs) was going to be. And likewise, as we think about the church and God's vision for the church, the church has a foundation. What is the foundation for the church? It's Jesus Christ. You remember the passage... From Matthew chapter 16, I've just picked out a couple of phrases from this passage. Jesus took some of his disciples up to the north of the country, Caesarea Philippi, the centre of occult worship, of cult worship. You know, there's the the Roman gods up there, the Greeks worshipping Pan, all that stuff. He took his disciples up there and in the middle of all of this stuff, he said, who do you say that I am? And it was Peter who declared, you are the Christ the Son of the living God. And I believe that Jesus said it's upon this foundation, upon the declaration that you've made about who I am, that I will build the church. And the church's foundation is none other than Jesus Christ. We see that also reflected in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11. No one can lay a foundation other than on the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. So we started with a vision, we moved to a foundation and then uh, we had to make some... Uh, connections and there's a passage there I'll come to. Now I've got some bricks here just to illustrate this, you see uh, there's two ways you can put bricks together. These are not Lego bricks, I've just nicked these out of the uh, Sunday uh, Kids Church storeroom. Uh, You can kind of build, this isn't going to go well but we'll see how we go, you can build your constructions like this, these walls kind of going together but there's a problem. Can anyone tell me what the problem is? It's going to split apart, isn't it? And so very, very early as a young person, I realised by observing our own house that the bricks were overlaid. One brick rested on another that was then tied together with another. And so you created an inherent strength in in your construction by overlaying the different bricks together. You see how much more solid that construction is? And there's a couple of passages here that remind us as we're part of the church, we need to act act a bit like this as we relate to one to another, overlaying, if you like, rather than acting independently. Uh, 1 Thessalonians 5.11, encourage one another and build one another up as indeed you're doing. Make connections with other people. Another passage that uh, reminds us of this too is 1 Corinthians 14.26, when you come together, lots of things are done, Paul says, but they must be done for the strengthening of the church. We make connections with other people and strengthen the church. Now, here's something that uh, is just a little bit of interest. In terms of connections, if you can imagine that uh, this person, sorry, this brick is a person and this brick is a person, sometimes what happens in the life of a congregation is we make connections like this. And then when somebody else comes along, what happens? We haven't got any connections to make with this person. So intentionally sometimes, folks, as a congregation, we need to make room for other connections. Now, let me explain why I'm talking about that. 
one of the challenges or perhaps one of the risks associated with being part of a well-established family is this. We make such strong connections with other people, there are no rooms, uh, there is no room for us to connect with others. And so when someone new comes along, someone who's perhaps new to the area or new to the church or new to the faith, they're looking to make connections as well, but the people who are already here are so well connected, it's very, very hard to break in. I was thinking about this this morning because I knew of a circumstance in a church a few years ago where there was a group of people who were so well connected that after the service they would gather around in a kind of a tight huddle and it was almost like an impenetrable force field. You couldn't break into that huddle. And I said to them, what are you guys doing, you know? You're supposed to be welcoming others and greeting others. And they said, but this is the only time we see one another. And so I wanted to say to them, organise something else. Don't do it here. Because you're actually creating a toxic environment. You're actually creating an unhealthy community. And as we think about how we make connections with others, it's good to interconnect in the same way that the bricks interconnect, but we need to make sure that we have space for others to join us and connect in as well so that we might be a healthy community. Let's talk about uh, as the house develops, there are all sorts of uh, shaped bricks that get used. I didn't have a lot of different bricks. Nowadays you can get bricks in all sorts of shapes and sizes. I had some that were... Uh, one by one, you know, these little, what do you call these bits on the top? Is there a technical word? Studs, thank you. There is a technical word. Some of them just have one stud. Some of them would have two. Some of them would have four, six, eight. If you're really lucky, you might have had one with 12. They were handy because they made easy, uh, it was very easy to build with those ones. Uh, but it was important to have different ones because... Uh, you sometimes needed to fix them into corners or into unusual places, different shaped bricks. That reminds me that church is just like that too, isn't it? We need different people to make up the community of God, people who fit together in different ways, people who have different skills and talents to us. Paul says this in Ephesians, it was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors and teachers to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ might be built up. There's a whole range of gifts that God has given represented here in this congregation. And that's good because we need that diversity to make the church. The house, here it is, my seven-year-old house, or my seven-year-old mind house, uh, would be finished. And oftentimes what would happen is after building, you know, in the lounge room, of our home, watching telly, building, mum and dad would say, okay, it's bedtime now. Big disappointment. But you can leave your Lego where it is, if you like, until tomorrow. And so we would leave it there until tomorrow and come back and guess what? It was exactly the same as it was when we left it. How about that? Have you ever noticed how Lego doesn't build itself? I mean, that's a statement that's pretty obvious, isn't it? But sometimes when we think about building the church, the church thinks it can build itself. We think that if we're good enough, if we're smart enough, if we're busy enough, if we do enough activities, we'll be able to build the church. What does the scripture say? Well, actually, it's Jesus who says, I will build my church. It's God who will build the church. It's the work of the Holy Spirit to build the church. 
And we need to be mindful that we're on board with what the Holy Spirit's doing and not just try to be busy ourselves to create a church that looks good and is nicely shaped. It's actually God's work to build the church. And here's another passage that you will know. Psalm 127 verse 1, Unless the Lord builds the house, its builders labour in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stand guard in vain. It's God who builds the church and we must always be mindful of that. My house uh, towards the end with a very limited number of bricks, we had a few arguments about where the trees should go yesterday when we were building this but eventually it would be finished but you know there's something really special about this house? Why are you laughing Oliver? You think this is a bit amateur don't you? (laughs) And it is. Here's the special thing about this house, there's always room for more building. The roof that I used to use when I was building these houses had studs on it too. You could put a second storey on if you wanted to or a third storey or a fourth storey or you could expand it with a veranda if you had the bricks. You could do all sorts of stuff. It was fun uh, to get Lego people, I don't know when they were invented but they weren't around when I first had Lego. It was fun to get fences and gates and, and, and trees Uh, I have to confess I never had flowers. That was uh, Diana's addition to this uh, construction. (laughs) But here's the the beautiful thing about this. It just could keep growing and it could keep growing. And here's one of the wonderful messages that there is for the church too. The church can keep on growing. There's never ever a point where we will say as the Wodonga and District Baptist Church, you know what, we have reached the pinnacle of what God wants us to be. Close the doors let's not let anyone else in because we've got it right wrong there's never a time where the church is finished growing and expanding a passage here uh, reminds us from acts the lord added to his church uh, daily god is bringing new people into the church all the time the church always has room to grow we might have to build a bigger building we might have to plant another church somewhere else we might have to facilitate another congregation in some other place. The church is never finished. It's never a complete construction. It's always a work that the Spirit is doing, growing and shaping and moulding and making new all of the time. It's never, ever finished. Now, I didn't have time to, uh, to do this yesterday, but sometimes we would build towers, a bit like this one. This one is... Uh, I'm just hoping that there's no fans up here that are going to blow air around. It just can sometimes, if we build a tower, it could sometimes get a little bit rickety. And let me tell you, I learned a lot about engineering from building with Lego and one of the principles of engineering that I learned is this, you can't build beyond your foundation. You can't go outside the foundation that you lay. There's a whole lot of uh, of, uh, stuff going on there with centre of gravity and all those sorts of things that you learn. And here's a message for the church too, 1 Corinthians chapter 3.11, no one can lay a foundation other than the one which is Jesus Christ. We can never go beyond Jesus as our foundation. We can never go beyond the gospel of Christ as our foundation. That needs to stay as the centre always upon which we build. So there's a few lessons from the Lego. We were very intentional today in, as this was being constructed, uh, we have a cross right in the middle because Jesus is our foundation. There's a purple box on top of the cross that reminds us that uh, Jesus Christ is royal. He is the Prince of Peace. He is the, uh, the King of Kings. And around that cross, as you see there today, 
is a great representation of the creativity of God's people. There's one or two plates that have come off, not your fault, that's the masking tapes problem. Uh, but it represents for us the rich diversity that there is in God's church. What a blessing it is. Let me just say two things to finish this morning. One, uh, this is for the grown-ups, just for a few moments. One is, let me say, thank you so much. If you've come to church today and this has been a little bit uncomfortable for you, uh, it's okay. Uh, Nobody's going to be harmed today, I hope. Uh, There shouldn't be any long-term damage as a consequence of today. In fact, let me say to you just how important it is to, to myself to Matt, to our team, that our church is able to express itself in different ways and worship in different ways. That's really important. It's important too because our children amongst us will go away remembering this morning and they'll talk about this in years to come. Remember how we went to church and we did this stuff? You know, church can be a bit messy sometimes for those of us who like it nice and ordered but uh, we're just mindful that our God expresses Uh, his love to us in so many ways we can express our worship in so many ways that's the first thing so thank you if you have uh, come and this morning's been a little bit unusual and and yet you have participated we appreciate that the second thing is this throughout the school holidays we're trying to make sure we honor the folks who bring along their children to church because it's very easy when there's no kids church to say oh it's just too hard but let me say this and this is high level kind of stuff for those of you who have made the effort Your actions actually speak louder than your words. Your children will notice when you make the effort. And we want to honour you for that. So thank you so much if through these holiday breaks you've kept on going, kept up the habit of meeting together with others, even though it might be a little difficult at times. Uh, We salute you and we want to honour you and say thank you. And thank you for, again, participating with us this morning. We're going to pray and then Matt's going to come and sing a great song for us to conclude our service this morning. Let's, uh, Let's come to the Lord in prayer. Father, we do want to thank you that uh, we see illustrated here before us a great image of the church, a great mixture of colours and and expressions of creativity, a mixture of names, of of bricks that represent each person in this gathered congregation and we're mindful, Lord, that we're just one congregation of many who are meeting uh, throughout our city and throughout our country today. We thank you, Lord, for the differences that there are expressed by people in our community but the unity that we have in Christ. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be encouragers, to build others up, to connect with others, to strengthen them in their faith and in their walk. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to express our love to you in different ways. And, Lord, we want to thank you again for the children who are part of our community and our congregation and for those who serve them week by week. We're mindful, Lord, of the important call that Jesus made to... uh, to never to stop little children coming to him for such as these belong the kingdom of God. And so, Lord, we want to honour that this morning as we have gathered. We thank you, Lord, for this time. We thank you for the praise that we've been able to express through song, for the worship that we've been able to express in other ways today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.